Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, the show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the tee. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining me again today on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, the World Golf Village, the Leather Shop, the PGA Tour Superstore, and our great friends over at the Bobby Jones Company as well. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and and I'm not sure we have enough superlative words out there to describe how excited I am about today's show. My first guest this morning is going to be Matthew Lawrence. We recently had the privilege of having Matthew join us on the football side on our show Thursday Night Tailgate. I was a huge fan of Matthew's movies and TV shows before he even you know, ever joined us on the show, and I'm an even bigger fan now because what I've come to see and learn that is that he's a 10 times better person than he is an actor or a broadcaster, and we know how tremendous he is at both of those. One of my favorite movies of all time is Eddie and the Cruisers, and Matthew played the bass player Salamato in that movie. He's also been in other great films like Streets of Fire. He starred in TV shows like Duets. He was a part of the cast in the sixth season of uh, Saturday Night Live. He's done so much more. Uh, we'll talk about all of that, and we'll, we'll probably sneak in some golf as well when Matthew joins me here in just a few moments. So we're going to have a lot of fun this morning. I'm so glad that you have chosen to let us be part of your day And like I mentioned a moment ago, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort, which is an absolutely spectacular place. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses were ranked number one and number two up in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Please go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great it is and to book your stay. We are also sponsored by our friends over at the Leather Shop, makers of top quality custom-made leather, dress, casual, and golf shoes. Folks, do your feet a favor and put them inside shoes. You're going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find them online at the-leather-shop.com. Also want to give a shout out to our good friends at the World Golf Village located in historic St. Augustine, Florida. My buddies and I, we just went down there. We spent our, our annual golf trip down there at the World Golf Village. Spectacular place. Boy, and the folks are really great as well. It's also the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame. Folks, no matter the time of year or the length of your visit, the World Golf Village is sure to deliver a great experience with family or friends, and you're going to make memories that are going to last you a lifetime. For more information, go to worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. Again, 800-948-4653. want to welcome our new friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore, which, as I call it, a golf wonderland and the the best place to get everything you are looking for to play great and look great out on the golf course. Check out all of their great items, from golf balls to clubs to rain finders and so much more, at pgatoursuperstore.com online. And also, our friends at the at Jones Global Sports and the Bobby Jones Company. Folks, raise your game to new heights in performance with a brand that's been known for style, character, and excellence for the last 25 years. And that's the Bobby Jones Company. They have an inspired collection of products that capitalize on fabric technology to deliver a modern look and performance while honoring the legacy of Bobby Jones that delivers on the promise of enduring style. They're, they're hard work. They try very hard, and they are there to earn your respect, your trust, your business, and just as important, folks, your long-term friendship. Communicate that you're here to stay by wearing clothes from a brand that has enduring style and presence, and that's from the Bobby Jones Company. Check out all their great styles online at bobbyjones.com. And while you're there on, your, on their site, click on the equipment link that you're going to see there. They've got a great line of drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and putters, designed by one of the game's most influential uh, equipment designers, and that's Jesse Ortiz, who joined us last week here on the show. Like his father, Lou, and Bobby Jones himself, Jesse has a passion for golf and, and golf club design. You remember his great tri-wood medals from back in the day, right? At, back at Olimar, those great three and four woods that, uh, that we all use. Well, now he's putting his innovative designs and his creativity to work, making great equipment for the Bobby Jones Company. You can check them out online, not only by going to bobbyjones.com and clicking on the equipment link. You can go directly there at bobbyjonesclubs.com. And folks, every week here on Next on the T, we want to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are tuning in around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. 
We want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans for all that you and your families have done for us through the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Folks, if you happen to see a member of our military when you're out and about in your daily life, whether you're in the grocery store, at a restaurant, at the airport, wherever you are, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our true heroes. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T be a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. And I also want to continue to to remind our veterans out there, be sure to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. It's a great site with news and articles and a wealth of information designed specifically for our veterans out there that I'm sure you're going to find both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Matthew Lawrence. You know Matthew from uh, many great movies and TV shows, radio shows, and now that he's a part of. And if you're like me, like I mentioned a moment ago, and a big fan of the movie Eddie and the Cruisers, you remember him from his role as the bass player Salamato. He had a reoccurring role in uh, the show Beverly Hills 90210, playing Mel Silver, David Silver's father. He was in the movie Streets of Fire, reuniting with his Eddie and the Cruisers co-star Michael Paré. He played Ron D'Alessandro, De- uh, the decorator friend uh, that uh, Demi Moore's character had in St. Elmo's Fire. He was a part of the cast of the sixth season of Saturday Night Live. Starred in the TV show Duet with Mary Page Keller back in the late 1980s, as well as appearing in the show 30-something. More recently, he's been a sideline analyst for Duke men's basketball and uh, currently uh, Kentucky basketball and football fans. Uh, can see him regularly as well. You can see him on the UK uh, game day and uh, the, the pre and post game show for, uh, like I say, for Kentucky basketball. That's all on WLXG up in Lexington, Kentucky. He also hosts a golf radio show w- on WLXG as well called Backspin Golf. And uh, like I mentioned, we had the privilege of talking with Matthew a few weeks ago on the football side on Thursday night tailgates. And it was one of the great thrills that I've had in the nearly five years we've been doing that show. And I'm very honored that he is here with me this morning on Next on the Tee. Hey, Matthew, thanks for coming and uh, joining us on the golf side. You've got you to get a life, Chris, really. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're that honored by having me on, you've got to get a life. I'll help you. <laughs> I'll figure something out for you to do. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the help, words. Matthew. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> it's great to be with you. So, Matthew, like I said, you know, when we uh, we talked to, with you on the on the on the football side, but for our listeners here, you know, I'm a huge fan of the movie Eddie and the Cruisers. I love the movie. I love the music. And that movie has had an incredible lifespan. And as you shared with us, an incredible impact as well on the lives of our military personnel deployed around the world. If you don't mind, share that story about what uh, folks in our military have uh, conveyed back to you. Well, um, you know, uh this ties in with golf too, because this story, I think we talked about it on your other show, um, has to do with golf and the effect golf has had on my life. Uh, because of, of the, the career that I had as an actor, I was blessed to be able to play in many, many, many (laughs) celebrity golf tournaments. And one of the great ones, uh, that we got to play in was the Crosby. Uh, which used to be uh, the, you know, the famous tournament out in Pebble Beach with Bing Crosby and all those guys. And Bing's wife, Catherine, moved it. Uh, She had a little dispute with the the PGA Tour, and she moved it to North Carolina. And I played in that tournament for many years, and it it was a great tournament. It was the closest tournament that celebrities got to a, a tour event. It had big leaderboards. It was two-man teams playing your own ball. Uh, and use, it was a, the best ball of the two over three days. And there were hundreds of people out there watching. And one year I went, and uh, on the first day, I noticed a guy walking. He was clearly walking with our group. And I looked over, he was outside the ropes and just walking and had kind of a longish beard and he was wearing a camo hat and had a backpack on. And, and, you know, a couple hours later I looked up and there he was walking again. And then the next day I went out and he was out there again and quite clearly following me. And so I walked over to the ropes and I said to him, 
okay, man, what's the deal? Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I said, I'm not that good a golfer. Why are you walking with me? <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, I, I live about an hour away from here, and I saw in the newspaper that you were going to be playing in, in the tournament. He said, and I just wanted to at some point meet you and thank you. And I said, why, why do you want to thank me? He said, I was, in, uh, I was deployed during Desert Storm. He said, and uh, I'm from New Jersey, and there were a bunch of us from New Jersey that every day, every day that I, I, we were over there, we would go to the video tent, and we would put Eddie and the cruisers in. And some days we'd only have five minutes some days we'd have a couple hours and we'd watch the whole movie. He said, but every day that we were there, you got us through. That movie got us through Desert Storm and being away. And I just wanted to thank you. I, I get a little choked up even now talking about it. Um, it was an amazing, amazing uh, feeling to have somebody honor you like that by coming and saying thank you. Uh, about a movie that had been done, you know, at that time, it wasn't as long ago. This was probably in the 90s <clears throat> or in the early 2000s, but it was a, it was pretty amazing. I mean, it was very sobering, and that's the kind of thing that you never think about when you're acting or doing a part in a movie or a TV show, the effect that you have on other people. Um, so it's, it was very cool. To say the yeah, I'm, I got to Matthew. I, I don't know what the, what it's like, but I you know, help me understand. What's it like for you? Not only knowing you know being a part of a movie that you know is part of movie history, but also knowing that you help create something that means so much to so many different people in so many different ways. To those guys, getting them through you know a you know I'm sure what is a, a, you know a very tough situation, life and death situation on a you know, semi-hourly basis over there, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many of yeah. us over here that are just movie fans that, you know, this movie has had a life now that's, what, 33, 34 years old, and 33 yeah. years later, we still want to talk to you about it. I know. It's, uh, you know, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> I think we spoke about this, too. You don't really know. When you get a script, um, you can tell, is it a good script or a bad script? You can kind of try to visualize what it's going to look like, but while you're doing it, you never have any idea. It was a, a small independent film that we all thought was really good. And, we, you know, um, I wanted to do two things when I started acting. I always said I want to play two characters. I want to play, I want to do a sports movie where I get to play center field in Yankee Stadium or be in the court of Madison Square Garden. Or, and the other was to be a rock and roll star. And so that, that for me was, was the big thing was that I was going to get to be in a band and, you know, we were going to get to do this movie and you never really know how it's going to work out. And the move, when the movie came out, I, I really enjoyed it. We went to the preview, we had a great time, but it was gone in a couple of weeks from the theaters. And then all of a sudden cable TV happened and they put it on HBO. And I think, within a month, the album went triple platinum. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. And like you say, now 33 years later, we're still talking about it. You have no idea that that's going to happen. I still get people that talk to me about it all the time here. And it's a pretty amazing feeling, like you say, to know that people from New Jersey, we shot that whole movie, you know, in New Jersey. And, and people grew up in the places that we shot. There's a, a bar there. There was called Tony Marks on the shore and people's lives were directly influenced by that bar. Every summer they would go. I've heard stories from people about things that happened in that bar. Uh, and, you know, then they go to the movie and I started getting, I got letters from people telling me stories about their experience at Tony Marks and it's it's a pretty amazing thing, Chris, uh, when you really think it about it. Yeah. And and I and, and Matthew, I you know, I 
I, you know, I got to be honest. With you, I, I steal your, you know, there's a line in the movie, a back and forth between your character and, 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 and Michael Parry's character, Eddie. And, uh, you know, I steal it all the time and I use it in business and in life and, and the back and forth, you know, I'm sure you've heard a million times. We ain't great. We're just some guys from Jersey. And Eddie replies, That's right. If we can't be great, then there's no sense in ever playing music again, Sal. Right? I use that That's all right. the time. I got to imagine you hear it all the time as well. I do. It's pretty funny. And the best is when I go to New York um, because there are, you know, people from New Jersey that are in the city and it's happened to me. I'll be walking down Madison Avenue and some guy will roll a cab window down and scream at me. Hey, Sal, I'm from Jersey. Sal, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, it's pretty awesome. And that was, that was a great line. There, I've had some pretty good lines in some of the movies I've done, but that that was a really good one. I read that the director of the Davidson was tough on you guys, particularly Michael Pare, to try to get you know certain emotions out of him, particularly in the scene after the film player Wendell dies and the band is supposed to go out on stage and entertain an audience. Is that accurate? Was he purposely hard on you guys to try to generate certain emotions from you and from your characters? Yeah, um, well, I think, you know, it was all dependent on, on the actor. I mean, he, he was never hard on me. Um, I kind of took over the, the role of the kind of the unofficial leader of the band. Not until, I mean, Eddie obviously was the leader of the band musically and on stage. But while we were shooting the movie, um, Marty kind of relied on me a little bit to make sure everything was going okay. It was almost like good cop, bad cop. And uh, Michael, this was a big deal for Michael because it was his first kind of starring role. He had been on TV, a couple of TV series, um, but it was it was a big deal, especially to Marty. And um, Michael went through a lot. Um, he he didn't have a musical background, so he had to worry about the you know learning to try to try to look like he was playing the guitar and lip syncing and as well as the acting. And Marty was really rough on him um, when he didn't feel like he was doing what Marty needed. Uh, Marty got on him pretty good. And, uh, but it was only because he, he loved him and he knew what he could do in that part. And, you know, so he went after him pretty good. And anytime, you know, it's, it's, it's like sports. I mean, being a director, you're a coach or a manager and, you do whatever it takes. Some, some people need different motivations and different things work. I mean, you got to figure out what, what those are. And, uh, he got on Michael pretty good, but you know, Michael's performance in that movie is really pretty incredible. Um, he, he was that guy. I mean, he really was that guy. So, you know, whatever Marty did, it was, it was the right thing to do. I also read that Brad Furman, who is uh, the director of The Lincoln Lawyer that came out a few years ago, he said Eddie and the mm-hmm. Cruisers is one of the greatest movies ever, and it changed his life as a kid. You ever talk to Brad, or did you ever read anything about like about that from Brad? No, I, have, I haven't, but that's pretty amazing. I would love to, actually. I'd love to talk to him. Um, that's quite a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Hey, Matthew, we also talked about this on the other show, but one more before we move on to golf. But, you know, like I said to you, when, when, when you're driving down the road and you're listening to the radio and on the dark side or tender years comes on the radio, mm-hmm. what goes through your mind? Well, I, you know, then, and my answer is the irony in that is pretty, pretty big because that's the basis for the movie. That's how the movie uh, with, with, Tom Berenger's character, Frank, that's how it gets started for him. He's a teacher way, way past all the, his Eddie and the Cruiser stuff. And he's in the car and all of a sudden he hears a song on the radio and it takes him back. And that's, you know, so it, that has happened to me in the car. I, it happened. I think I told you right before I spoke to you the last time it happened to me. I got in the car to go to work one morning and turned the radio on all of a sudden, two seconds later on the dark side came on and boy, it triggers, you know, so many incredible memories for me that I was very blessed to have the career I had in acting. And that's, 
easily my the most favorite thing that I did um, uh, in terms of of my character and in terms of what I got to do and and uh, and be when I was on camera you know up on stage with a bass guitar and you know all the things it just triggers a ton of memories for me and it's also kind of weird, like I say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess, I don't know, you know, like when Bono is driving in the car and, you know, a U2 song comes on. <laughs> I wonder if he still goes, wait a minute, that's me. Probably not, but for me, I do. I go, wait a minute. And then I listen to the bass line. Then I, and I, you know, even though it's 30 years ago, I, I'll play air bass to whatever song they're playing on the radio. It's pretty funny. Uh, speaking of air guitar, now you told me on the last show as well. You're the you're you're the best air guitar player of all time. You're the Jimi Hendrix I am. of air guitar. I right? am. I am. That's a very very well put. I actually a couple mornings ago, I have a 12 year old and a nine year old, and school just started here in Lexington. And uh, every morning, I sit in the school line with my nine year old son Lee and we we have a great time and we have the radio on and I, even though he doesn't like to listen to my stuff from classic rock, I put it on and I forget what song was on and I started playing air guitar for him in the car and he was half embarrassed and half amazed that I was as good as, as I, <laughs> I was doing it. <laughs> so I still got it. Air guitar wise, I still got it. There you go. All right, let's talk. Let's talk a little golf, Matthew, and uh, just okay. you know, kind of let's let's go all the way back. When, when did the game become a passion for you? Well, here here's the deal. I grew up in New York City, and when we, you know, I'm I'm kind of an old guy, and when we were growing up, you only played. There were no public courses in New York. I mean, if you played golf, you belonged to a country club, which meant you had money, and you know, we grew up playing basketball. Uh, I grew up mostly on Long Island, but we would go into the city to play pickup basketball, and I played baseball and football, and nobody played golf. I mean, we used to beat the crap out of guys that played golf just on general <laughs> principles. I mean, and uh, wow. as a matter of fact, there was at our high school, my brother, I have a twin brother, Mitch, who's also very involved in golf and was a, a terrific actor also. He, um, Andy Schuyler was a kid that we went to all through school with and his dad called Sea Wayne country club on long Island. And he, my brother and I were good athletes and he would always try. He would tell Andy to see if we wanted to go out and play golf with him and we'd laugh at him. And then years later I went back to visit my mom when I had started playing golf. And I said to her, where's Andy Schuyler's father now? Why isn't he calling me to take me out to Sea Wayne? you know, to play. Where is he when I need him? Um, we, I didn't play. I didn't start playing until I was 31 years old. Wow. Uh, my, when, I, when I actually went out to L.A. Um, to work, uh, the first time I went to L.A., my brother had moved out there a couple of years before that, and he was playing. And when he, he told me one day he was playing golf, I laughed at him. I said, are you kidding me? And then I got out there and I, I started playing when I first went out there. And, you know, as I said, it's, it's, it changed my life in many, many, many respects. Um, from, you know, when you're an actor and you're living in L.A. and you, you're not working, I played, I was really good. I was down to about a five handicap. Wow. Because we, we played four or five or six times a week. If we weren't working, we were on the golf course, and um, that started for me. And then, as the more work I did, you know, I started playing in all these celebrity golf tournaments. And literally, uh, I've been so incredibly lucky. The places I've played, the you know, people talk about Pebble Beach. I've played there twenty times. Um, I got invited to wow. a tournament in in, in England to play in a celebrity tournament in England and pretty much all over the country for many years. And um, the, the biggest part of all this and the kind of the capper of this story is this, is this was my 28th year of playing in a golf tournament here in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, 13, 23 years ago, I was here for the weekend and I met somebody that lived here and, uh, we got kind of friendly 
for that summer. And then I didn't speak to her for 10 years. I was living in L.A., and we didn't speak. And then I moved to North Carolina to work with Duke. And I kept coming back to Lexington. And one day at the tournament, uh, 13 years ago, her cousin came up to me and said, I'm Shannon's cousin. And I gave him my number. I just wanted to say hello to her. And she called me. And we started talking again. And now we've been married for 13 years. We have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. And it's a direct result of me playing in that golf tournament for Mm -hmm. all those years. Um, The reason I'm here now, we moved here. I got offered this job uh, with ESPN Radio here because I played in that golf tournament with the guy that owns six of the radio stations here in Lexington. And I wanted to, you know, have my wife and my boys be near her family. And I got offered the job. So we took it and we moved here seven years ago. Everything and most of the friends that I have, except for my friends from when I was growing up, they're all I've met all of them through golf, every single one of them, either through the golf tournaments that I played in or. Um, I, I went to Duke because I played in the Duke Children's Classic and met Coach K and got very friendly with him over a period of years. And when I wanted to leave L.A., I was playing in, there playing in the Jimmy V tournament in 1999 and had dinner with Mike and his wife, Mickey, told him I was unhappy in L.A., and he basically offered me a job to do radio for the Duke basketball team. That was because I played in the Duke Children's Classic. So everything pretty much about my life that's meaningful or important to me happened because of golf. Wow. That's so many yeah. amazing stories. Good for you. Yeah. So, yeah. so Matthew, yeah. as you talk about, you know, so many tournaments, you talked about the Crosby a moment ago, what are some of the other, you know, events that you got to be a part of that, uh, you know, made an impression on you? Wow. I love this tournament. I'm going to make sure I come back to that one. Well, there were the tournaments we played in over the years, over and over again, I played in, a tournament in Hilton Head um, where we played. We got to play, that was three days, and you got to play like Palmetto Dunes and Arthur Hills, and then the last day you got to play Harbortown. Um, so every year when, when you know, the tournament is at Hilton Head, I know all those holes really well. I played in those, that tournament for probably 10 years Um that's the kind of thing that really gets you. This is this is a really cool story. I got invited, as I said, to play in a tournament in England. Um, there was a very famous actor who you might not know. His name was Howard Keel. And he had a tournament every year in England. And through a, a guy I met at a golf tournament, he got in, me invited. And they there were 12 Americans that went over to play in this golf tournament. And it was all English comedians and dart champions, and it was just awesome. And they flew you over there first class, and we got over there, and uh, the tournament was at a place called the Mir Golf Club, which is Nick, one of Nick Faldo's favorite golf courses in the world. And we played, and we spent four or five days there, and the day before we were set to come back home, the guy that owned that golf course came up to all the Americans. We were sitting at a table at the dinner and he asked us if we could possibly stay an extra day. He would like to take us to play at Royal Burkdale. Wow. Now, you know, I mean, if, if you're listening to the show and you're a golfer or a golf fan, you know, that's where they play the open championship. That's one of the courses they play the open championship. And we said, well, yeah, we could, we could do that. We'll stay today. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll cut it. So the next morning, his, uh, I don't know exactly how far away it was from, it's in Southport, I think, England. And we were in Manchester, somewhere near Manchester. But he, the next morning we were taken to uh, his jet helicopter where wow. he, he, we got on this helicopter they flew us to Royal Burkdale. We landed in a field next to the first tee. They had, it was like a mini Ryder Cup. They had 12 English celebrities and 12 Americans, and we played the same format as the Ryder Cup. We played our own ball, but we were matched against somebody else. We had our own caddies. We had, it was one of the most fantastic days I will ever have. Oh, no doubt. Life, ever. And um, again, 
that, you know, experiences like that, uh, as I said, Pebble Beach, I got to play Cypress Point, which nobody ever gets to play. It's like getting on at Augusta um, through a tournament that I was invited to play there. Uh, there are so many. There are just so many that I got to play. I'm so. The more I think about it, and when I talk to you about it, I'm, I'm really lucky. I'm a very lucky guy. So you talk about some of the events, and we talked on the other show about uh, the relationship that you were able to form with uh, former Red Sox pitcher Tim Wakefield. Talk about some of the folks yeah. that you've gotten to play with that uh, that were a lot of fun. Oh, man, again, I mean, when I think of all the celebrities, all right, here's one. Um, and as I said, I'm a little older, so this – but uh, whenever anybody asks me, who, have I ever met anybody that, you know, I was – I couldn't even speak, there's only – that only happened to me one time. Um, we I played in a tournament actually in Los Angeles that uh, benefited a charity that Jimmy Stewart – ran and before the first day of the tournament they had a dinner the night before and I got to meet Jimmy Stewart um and I I couldn't I I couldn't even speak when I met him all I could think I shook his hand and I just kept seeing it's a wonderful life in my mind and Mr. Smith goes to Washington and all the movies that he had been in that influenced me growing up and that I loved, I, I just kind of shook my head at him when he said hello to me. I couldn't even <laughs> really talk. Um, act, Actor-wise, there were, you know, I played with so many actors that I admire tremendously um, and got to play with a lot all the time. Uh, Andy Garcia is a good friend of mine. There are so many, um, and sports figures. That's the uh, here we'll tie in the football show. Uh, the very first celebrity tournament I got to play in was in Grand Cypress in Florida, and it was Payne Stewart had a charity celebrity pro am tournament, and I I was pro- I wasn't very good at the time. I had only been playing for a year or two, and uh, I went to play the practice round the first day, and the guys took my bag and he said, you're the carts are over there. I'll put your bag on the cart. And I walked over to my cart. He had put the bag on and there was another bag on it. And I, the guy I was playing with that day, I turned the bag tag around and it was Bart star. Wow. And I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I, another one, you know, I, for the first three or four holes, I just, I would, stare straight ahead but kind of look out of the corner of my eye I kept doing it like my god that's Bart Starr I'm sitting in a car Um, and and the athletes those athletes are so many of them uh, I was really blessed to get friendly with when I see Bill Cower on TV before NFL games we played in a golf tournament in Wilmington for years in Wilmington North Carolina I went and spent he asked me to speak at a boys and girls club meeting in Pittsburgh when he was coaching. And I spent a couple of days with him, just the two of us doing stuff. I mean, uh, I, wow. I don't think about this often enough. Uh, here's a good one too. When we can finish with this one, uh, I played in another golf tournament, actually in the Crosby in that same golf tournament that the, the military guy I talked about before. And uh, again, we went, for the practice round and I went over to my cart and I was playing with Julia serving and my brother Mitchell and I had Julius went to Roosevelt high school uh, on Long Island and he's the same age as we are. And uh, we scrimmaged them one time when wow. so we played against them basically. Yeah. And I didn't say anything the first three or four holes. We were just kind of joking around and, and then finally I said, you know, my brother and I played against you. He said, where did you go to high school? I said, Hewlett. And he remembered, he started talking about the game. and wow. uh, It was unbelievable, yeah. And he subsequently is a good friend of my brother's. My brother does a lot of work with prostate cancer um, because he's a survivor, a prostate cancer survivor. And Julius has played in his golf tournament. We just... You know, there's so many athletes and so many actors when you 
when you're blessed enough to be invited to those kinds of tournaments over the years. Um, here's a here's a good golf one for you. Peter Jacobson and I are very good friends and nice. have been for a long, long time. And so this morning, as I'm talking to you, I'm watching the Olympics and I'm listening to Peter do commentary. Now, Peter, anytime he's doing an NBC event, Peter and I text back and forth during the tournament while he's working. I'm texting with Peter, uh, mostly about Johnny Miller, who I'll just say on the air, I can't stand. Okay. Wow. Um, and so I'll text Miller will say something and I'll text Johnny something about uh, Peter, something about it. And we just laugh. We're having a good time while he's, you know, they'll cut away from his tower and they'll go to somebody else and I'll shoot him a text and he texts back and forth with me. I'm just incredibly blessed. I really am. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so, yep. and Matthew, you mentioned, you know, you know, joking around with with Julia serving, you know, when you told the story about your relationship with Tim Wakefield and how that came about, you know, it, it seems like, you know, a lot of the relationships you have, and it's like my buddies and I, right. When we're out playing golf, you're always busting on each other, you know, about this shot or that yeah. shot or this memory or that memory. So it, it seems like that's, that's the kind of relationship that you've been able to form with, with some of the who are some of the guys you enjoy busting on the most? Oh, all my friends. I mean, I bust on my friends all the time, uh, especially athletes, because pro athletes are, they do it, talk about, you know, the way they get after guys. Um, they're, they're the best ones to do it with. I'm trying to think of, of who, obviously, I have friends here who we're, we're pretty brutal on each other. Um, one thing I've never done is play golf for money. I don't ever right? play golf for money. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of my friends do, and we're playing, and that's when it can get really brutal. Is, mm-hmm. You know, when you got some money riding on something, and somebody's trying to throw you off their game, uh, it can get pretty brutal out there. <laughs> but um, I just like giving it to my friends mostly. So let's talk a little bit about your golf show. It's called Backspin Golf. It airs Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on ESPN Radio there in Lexington. Talk about uh, your show and uh, some of the things that uh, you talk about and guests you've had. Well, uh, um, as I said, I mean, I'm really lucky because, again, I I know people like Peter Jacobson, who's been on. Dottie Pepper is a very good friend of mine, as you know, is on the CBS telecast. and it's just a show every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 here. There's a tremendous golf community in central Kentucky here. We have some amazing golf courses. And uh, I started doing the show four years ago. And we, we have, I usually try to do one local guest, either, you know, Brian Craig, who's the golf coach at the University of Kentucky, or Brian Lane, who's uh, a really, really successful Division Three coach here in Lexington with Transylvania University. And then I'll have, you know, one of the bigger guys like, you know, Jacobson or Dottie Pepper. Or, and, and the other thing is through Twitter. I mean, I have made so many incredible friends uh, through Twitter over the four years. Um, I've had people call. There's a guy – now this is a golf show. If you if you're on Twitter and you don't follow, it's called No Laying Up at No Laying Up. It's this guy's brilliant, and I I got in touch with him. I wanted to have him on the show, and I asked him where you know what time zone he was in, so we could set it up. I said, "Where are you?" He said, "The Netherlands." I went, wow. What? <laughs> and I actually I actually had him on the show. We did a like a Skype call. And uh, I had him on the show. We have I have friends in Seattle and in Canada and Florida and all over the place um, that I try to get on. And we'll, depending on what's going on in the world of golf, so I try to have a local person. And then uh, and then I have my friend, a friend of mine, Perry French, who's a Strixon Golf uh, PGA pro. He does a segment on the show with me every week too. It's a lot of fun. I've had a great yeah, time. I bet that is. Yep. So, you know, Matthew, you've talked about, you know, a lot of things here with the, the people you've played with and the great tournaments you've played with. And if, you know, if the golf gods came smiling upon you today and say, hey, Matthew, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to set you down on any course on the planet. Where are you playing? 
uh, I would go back to my favorite course on earth, which is Bally Bunyan in Ireland. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That uh, playing golf in Ireland uh, or Scotland, but particularly Ireland for me was the, the best. Um, and Bally Bunyan's my favorite course anywhere. And like I say, I've been very fortunate to play a lot of great golf courses, but there is nothing like that experience to me. Um, the physical beauty of that golf course and the history of that golf course and the people there are just absolutely incredible. Um, it, it's my favorite place on earth. It really is. I wish I could live there. <laughs> I wish I could move to Ireland and just play golf and I'd be very happy. <laughs> and mine's Augusta national. If the golf guys are putting me anywhere, I'm picking Augusta national all the time, but I haven't been to Bally yeah. Bunyan's. So I look forward to hopefully yeah. one getting over there. Augusta's a pretty good one too. That's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew, just a couple more before we let you go. You know, dream force. Okay. Number five, yeah, three. I got to run. I'm a busy guy here, Chris. You know, I got a lot going on. here. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, Matthew, and I appreciate the time. Okay. Dream foursome or fivesome for you? I'm sorry, say it again. Uh, do you have a dream foursome or fivesome that uh, if you could put it together, go oh, play boy. with? Who would, who would it be? A dream foursome. Well, I would take uh, a pro. That's a, this is a really good question. Who would I like to play with? Um, I would. I, David Faraday would be one guy because nice. he'd be real, really funny. Um, I would take, uh, I, you know, I know French Lick is, is uh, a partner of yours. Yes. I will be there next weekend is doing, that right? my show li- doing my show live uh, for the LPGA Legends nice. tournament. Nice. Good and, for you. Um, next, next Sunday morning. And uh, I would take, let me see, I would like to play a round of golf with Julie Inkster, I would have her in the foursome, um, who is one of the nicest people in the world and obviously a great golfer and our Solheim Cup captain. Right. And I, here's the, the pro that I would take is Sergio. Really? Um, Why Sergio? Yeah. Seve was, was and still is my idol. Um, wow. I, he's, uh, everybody. He's, his name is in my Gmail address. Um, uh, and Sergio, uh, on top of obviously being a great golfer, was, you know, Seve was like a father to him, and I would love to walk around and tell, hear Seve's stories. So I yeah. would say off the top of my head, Sergio would be a guy I'd want. Wow. Great foursome. Yep. Yep. So, Matthew, just, you know, let us know, you know, for, for your show, you know, who, who do you have coming up? you got a great schedule next week, and God bless you for going up to the French Lake Resort because it's absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah. who can our who can our listeners go and 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 you know tune in in the future you got uh, coming up on your show that uh, they can look forward to hearing? Well, it's you know I'm not like you. You you have people coming on. You know like way in advance, which is the professional way to do it. I wait till <laughs> like Thursday, and I go, okay, who am I going to have on um, this 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 show? Uh, actually tomorrow morning is Brian Lane, who I mentioned is the golf coach at Transylvania university here, which is a a huge D three program. Uh, and then a guy named Dan Hauser, who I met through Twitter, who is with, uh, um, he lives down in Jupiter, Florida, and his Twitter account is hysterical and very funny and informative about golf. So, uh, he'll join me on tomorrow's show. Nice. And that's about it. I don't know about next week. Uh, next week I'll be a French <laughs> lick, but the week after, who knows? I don't I have no idea. <laughs> Matthew, let our listeners know, how can they find you both online and over social media and follow you and try to stay up to date as best they can with the great things you're doing? Okay. Twitter is at ML on WLXG. Uh, and you can listen live to the golf show every Sunday on WLXG.com and you just hit listen live and, um, and that's about it. That's the best way to, to keep up on, on what I'm doing. Cause I tweet about everything. So. Very cool. Matthew, thank you so much. You become absolutely one of my favorite people to talk with. I can't well, thank you enough for your time for coming on both shows, both on Thursday night tailgate and here. I really enjoy getting to spend time with you. 
Me too, Chris. You're a great one, and um, thanks for doing this and having it go out over the Armed Forces Network. It's fantastic stuff, and and you're to be commended for doing this. It's important for all of us. So anytime I can do anything with you, I'll be happy to. I appreciate that very much, Matthew. Okay. Good luck next week at uh, at the French Thanks, Lake uh, Resort and the and the and uh, the in the tournament. All the best to you and your family, and uh, look forward to having you back on the show hopefully real soon. Anytime. Thanks, pal. Bye. See you. Take care, Matthew. That is Matthew Lawrence. Again, you can find him on on ESPN Radio up there in Lexington, Kentucky. You can follow him on on his Twitter account, like he said. And uh, you know, if uh, you're you're a fan of you know some of the great movies, particularly going back to the '80s, the Eddie and the Cruisers, The Streets of Fire, you know, Saint Elmo's Fire, you know, his show duets, absolutely fantastic stuff. And then his time on Saturday Night Live as well. The, they don't come better than Matthew Lawrence. It has been an extreme privilege getting to know Matthew and having him as uh, as part of both shows. All right, we're going to try to contact Jim Estes. Hopefully he's still able to join us. Uh, We'll do that on the other side of these words from our friends over at the French Lick Resort. This is the time to play legendary golf at French Lick Resort. Book one of our money-saving packages like the Hall of Fame package and play our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses. Stay in historic luxury at our French Lick or West Baden Springs hotels. Relax in our spas. Dine in our restaurants. Have some gaming fun in the casino. Or just rock on our rambling verandas like they did 100 years ago. Go online to FrenchLick.com and book your legendary golf getaway now at French Lick Resort. Raise your game to new heights and performance with a brand that's been known for style character, and excellence for the last 25 years. The Bobby Jones Company. We have an inspired collection of products that capitalize on fabric technology to deliver a modern look and performance while honoring the legacy of Bobby Jones. And while we deliver on the promise of enduring style, we also work hard to earn your respect, your trust, your business. And just as important, your long-term friendship. Communicate that you're here to stay by wearing clothes from a brand that has enduring style and presence. The Bobby Jones Company. Check out all of our great styles by going to bobbyjones.com. Check out our friends at The Leather Shop the only company in the world with the ability to provide true, custom-fit, handcrafted, full-grain leather shoes and boots online. That's right, no need to leave home for quality handmade shoes. The best part? The models on their website are mere suggestions. You can request customizations to any design shown or submit your own unique design. No extra charge. For more information, visit our website, nextonthetea.net, and click the TLS logo on the bottom of our homepage, or to visit them directly, go to www.the-leather-shop.com and click your country's flag in the top left corner. That's www.the-leather-shop.com. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. And we're back here on Next on the T. Unfortunately, Jim Estes has been uh, been detained this morning, and he's not going to be able to join us. We'll reschedule Jim to come back on the show with us here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we look forward to uh, the opportunity to get back in touch with Jim. So, all right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of the show. Before we do close up shop, you know, we do want to hear from Jim about the great things that they are doing over there at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word about all the great things that uh, the gym and the SMGA have, uh, have going on. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S., 
If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. They truly are doing some amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association to help our wounded warriors get uh, get back out on the golf course or to start learning the game as well. It's, it really is amazing when you check it out. So please go online to smga.org to see that and also to see how you can get involved as well. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks to Matthew Lawrence for making today's show so much fun for me to be hard. Boy, I really loved the, the time with Matthew. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please also check out our sister show, ThursdayNightTailgate.com, with me and my co-host, Bob Lazari, our announcer, Joe Lajanusa, as well. That show airs live every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. You can stream it on Blog Talk Radio. You can find it on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We are all over the net. We're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We are all over the place. So please check us out on your favorite app, whether that's you know over you know on your PC when you're streaming it there. If you've got a favorite app that you've got on your smartphone that you like listening to podcasts or shows live on, uh, please uh, check us out there. It's, uh, we really appreciate the support. Uh, the show airs live from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time again, so Thursday night tailgate. Uh, so every week on Thursday night tailgate, we are joined by legends and stars from around the NFL. So, and we're partners with the NFL Alumni Association. So great interviews. I uh, hope you'll check it out. You can find this online, ThursdayNightTailgate.com, our, our specific site, ThursdayNightTailgate.com. This show, thir- uh, NextOnTheT.net. And from either site, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free, for free folks and keep up to date with uh, who some of our future guests are going to be as well. All right, thank you again for choosing to listen to this show. We know you got thousands of them out there that you have the opportunity to listen to, and we really appreciate that you've made Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friend. You've been listening to Next on the T with Christmas Carol. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Saturday To hear more stories about the game we love From the people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf